0: Well, spring has sprung and welcome back to the Revive podcast. I'm Carrie, pastor of Connection and Discipleship here at Neighborhood Church. Thank you for joining us. Each week we create and curate resources to help people thrive in Christ. And it's all available at neighborhoodchurch.com slash revive. I'm today here with Pastor Mike again. Hello. Hey, hey, and we have Pastor Justin coming in all the way from Washington State. Justin, thank you.
1: Good, Good to be here.
0: Our internet's holding up great, so we're excited for a good conversation. Keep praying. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you are listening in with us today and you have not had a chance to dive into the passage that we covered yesterday in our Sunday morning sermons, we were in Mark chapter 4 specifically verses 35 to 41. And so if you have a chance to pause this podcast, hopefully you're not driving or operating heavy uh, dangerous machinery. But if you have the opportunity to, you can pause this podcast, read Mark chapter four verses 35 through 41, and then click play again as we jump into discussion. So if you've done that, go ahead and press play. Here we are again. What was going on in the context of Mark chapter four that makes this storm story relevant. Uh, we, we actually walked through If you uh, subscribe to our other re- resources. We had a reading plan, a Bible reading plan that comes out in our action points every Monday through an email. It guided us through Mark chapter three, all the way through to Ma- Mark chapter four, because all of those are leading to these interactions, these encounters that Jesus is ha- having with different people. He's uh, squaring off against Sabbath, laws he's squaring off against pharisees and jewish leadership that are having an issue with him is he more powerful than their authority and then he's squaring off even against family concerns where his own family is thinking he's gone off the deep end and now he's squaring off against nature itself so mike justin you talked a little bit about this as well what what notices what things did you guys notice as you dove into the context of this passage
2: yeah, there's a lot in here, and uh, as we try to discern when we do in Bible study, try to discern what the author is trying to get at, what stories he building, what 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 the proofs is he giving to this? And and you touched on it very well, Carrie, when you talk about his his authority. Uh, that's was a big question in the mind of everyone that was there, whether it was um, a non-believer, non-religious person there. Uh, whether or a religious person, and specifically the religious right, they were always contesting his authority because they felt that they um, they had it all together. And and as we'll discuss in next week's sermon, when we hit more this area of the prodigal son, you'll hear some more about Jesus's view of these uh, religious leaders. It's not very good, and and because of that, because they were really proud and and he was contesting their authority and so mark is building a case here in this in, the, in his gospel of trying to show how um, how much authority the son of god has how much authority jesus messiah has and he is he is he is over uh you know in just in just recent times he is over uh, demons he's he has more he's more powerful than them uh, and then we'll see after the story the same way but then the crux of the story is that he, even this Storm listens to him,
1: incredibly. Yeah. yeah, and I I really appreciated Mike. <clears throat> Mike always gets to studying sooner than I do, and so um, when he came into my office last week, is he was further on in his prep talking about how everything leading up to this talks about, you know, will you listen to Jesus? You know, how will you respond? And it's largely to his teachings and into certain controversies. And then when, as I was studying more, that is certainly the case. And then what comes after is you see a series of crises, you know, that people are coming to Jesus in desperation. And I think that's, that's just so, I kind of, it, it, by way of introduction and even application, kind of smash those together, and I think it's pretty uh, pertinent for our time, you know, that we are in this, you know, the storm thing goes a lot of different directions allegorically, right, that we're in the middle of a storm in some ways, and I think that's that's good, um, and that's, we see that. We have the, will you listen to Jesus, and it's easy to sit in a pew or in chairs, depending on which campus you're at and say, oh, of course I'll listen to Jesus. But it's a little more difficult when, you know, the, the bullets are flying, so to speak, or, or you're in the midst of the storm. Um, and that's when, you know, it's really put to the test of will you call on him when things are difficult, when things are stressful, which is where we are in this last year. And even though we seem to be moving out of that in a lot of ways, we're still dealing with the fallout, you know, right. uh, they're, they're, we're still dealing with the cleanup of those words we said, those conflicts we had because we're with the same people all the time or whatever or, or the relationships that have died, you know, and, and the, the hurt feelings are from those. And so,
2: mm.
1: you know, we're now we're in the place where it, it doesn't, it seems like we're out of the storm or moving out of the storm, but the cleanup is, is a storm in its own right of how do Absolutely. we, how do we reorient and get things back going? So I felt like this was just a great, right. great passage. Um,
2: in, yeah. In, and, and, and at it, multiple levels. And it talks about, you know, yeah. Will you, will you listen to the authority of Christ? Will you listen to him? In this and listen to his life, to who he is. You know, in this, I love how this one little bit really expresses his both his humanity and his divinity all in one shot. Here, Jesus is a completely exhausted, so exhausted he's falling asleep in the midst of a physical storm. The boat is being thrashed to and fro, waves are coming into the boat. He's still asleep because he's physically, humanly exhausted. Uh, The guy has been, his day started somewhere back in Mark chapter three, maybe even the end of two that day. And it was full of crazy things and issues with his family, issues with the Pharisees uh, and, and, and issues with demons. Uh, It was, it was not an easy thing and people were pressing in on him, wanting him to heal. But then he stands up and he rebukes the storm. The storm listens to him and he calms the sea and the disciples just completely freak. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> I think the one thing that is, is, you know, it's just, you're talking about the storm and the storm after the storm, you know, we go through life and there, the, you know, the Bible doesn't use the word storm all the time, but it, but a storm is a test. And in these tests, we're being squeezed and what is inside comes out. So the disciples hear these, and some of them were actually seasoned fishermen and they're running around the boat and they are completely afraid and, and they're being squeezed. And what's interesting to me is that they come to Jesus, they wake him up, and they say, don't you care? And I've always looked at that and wondered, why didn't you say, Jesus, help me? Or, Jesus, what do I do? Or, Jesus, do something. You know? and, and part of it, it just revealed their faith. It revealed that they were looking to something else besides Jesus to calm their storm. And I think that's a, that's an important uh, either challenge and application point to bring out of this passage is what are the storms in our life? And are those storms because we're not putting some faith in Jesus? And, and even though the boat may be rocking and the, the winds may be rolling, we can have calm just like Peter did when he walked on water with Jesus because he looked at Jesus and, and took a, kept his eyes on him and trusted in him more than his human understanding of all of that. And so it was really, really uh, incredible way that, that that we, if we, what we can trust in and put our trust in Christ, you know, Proverbs three, five, and six just comes clear again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not in your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. He will actually calm the storm in us.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I may, I studied this enough times that, and I, and I studied it fresh this time and I either, never picked up on that or i forgot it but either way that idea of the, it was not so much the crying out because of the storm so much as don't you care that we're perishing wow. or, you know or whatever mm. and 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 so i think that's an important thing to remember that in the storm that yeah, cry out to God absolutely. I mean, we we've gone through Psalms in January. We'll go through Psalms again coming up soon. Um, that's those are all over the Psalms. You know, <laughs> like if if you can't call out to God when you're in trouble, um, it's you know you can cut out the Psalms, right? That they're, they're, they're not necessary. But so it's it's not that it's the it's that trusting that God is still you know working for you and has a plan for you in the midst of it. That is, I think, what you know earned their rebuke here was. Yeah. You know. and, and
2: I think we need to just keep mm.
1: emphasizing that we're human. We feel yeah. fear. Oh yeah.
2: We feel, uh, a pain and Jesus is not saying that those are wrong. We're going to have those feelings, but it's really, where is our trust in that? And, and, and does Jesus really care? And the truth is he does. And, and, you know, Jesus said really clearly, uh, um, uh, John sixteen thirty three. In, in this life, we're going to face tribulation. We're going to face hard difficult times, but we don't need to be anxious in them because we can trust in God. You know, the disciples were struggling in Matthew chapter six. Jesus sent them out on a mission, you know, wow, and they're going, what, how, what are we going to wear? What are we going to eat? How are we going to deal with this? You know, and, and, and Jesus is saying, why are you worried? Why are you anxious about these things? And he's, again, challenging them to trust. And he gives them the answer in, in Matthew six thirty three. seek first the kingdom of God. That's Christ on the throne of our life. And all these things, all the worries that we have, all the anxieties we have will fall into their place. One person wrote, and I can't remember the author's name, but he says, it is impossible to be anxious in the presence of God. That's uh, a good one to chew on.
1: Sounds very Dallas Willardy. Yeah, I know. I, I, but it wasn't him. Um, <laughs> it wasn't him. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, I, I can't remember. The, it was a, a book on anxiety. And he oh, says, okay. it's, it's impossible to be anxious in the presence of God. It doesn't mean you won't experience pain, or it doesn't mean you won't experience, you know, the 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 hurt and 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 things like that, and and, and even a little bit of fear. But but, but in the idea of anxiety, because you know you 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 just you trust in God in the midst of that storm, and you 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 and then you can walk on water like Peter.
0: Yeah, there was um uh, I don't know a preacher I heard one time that used this great analogy that really stuck with me where. Uh, your life is kind of like toothpaste. And when you're squeezed, it, you, what what's inside comes out. Just to make uh, a joke, that was Mike who said that in a, in a sermon just like a year <laughs> ago. So, but it really stuck with me because like, oh yeah, like, so y- y- what whatever is inside of us, it can be easy to hide or maybe not understand where we're really at. But when life's struggles and storms squeeze us, we do see what actually is inside. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this was a reveal in this Mark chapter four storm episode that uh, this revealed what the disciples really did believe about whether or not they could trust Jesus. And and again, the rebuke was, yeah, the the trust. And I think, you know, oftentimes we read, we can read these passages where he says, oh, you know, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith in verse 40? Um, But I think the word trust really helps communicate it. He can say, hey, do you trust me? Yeah. And it's not so much like an Aladdin on the parapet holding his hand out to Jasmine saying, do you trust me <laughs> to jump on this magic carpet and have a fun adventure? Like Jesus is saying, do you trust me for real in the dark places? Do you trust me when things are really difficult and, and there are genuine doubts happening in your mind? Can you still trust me in those? Right. And Mike, I loved how you shared um, out of uh, John chapter 16, in this world, you will have trouble. And then Jesus wraps that saying up by saying, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Yep. And what a statement of overcoming and power as his ability to overcome this storm. Right,
2: man. And, and, the, and the truth is, is that, you know, as Philippians uh, 419 is talking about, you know, all our needs are met in Christ Jesus, uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, there's great rest in Jesus And, 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 you know, I don't want to be too hard on these guys. They had just met Jesus. They were, they were trying to figure him out Mm -hmm. and we're all on a journey and they're on a journey and, you know, each one of them died for him. And we Mm. we don't don't know about John, but, but, but each one gave their life willingly for him Mm. and they got it. They got it. And in a short amount of time, they got it. And uh, we can get it too. And we can come to that place where we really trust him. And in the midst of a storm, yeah, we'll face all the issues, but we can say, you know what, Jesus, I trust you to get me through this relationship difficulty. Jesus, I trust you to get me through this uh, financial difficulty. Jesus, I trust you to get me through this medical issue, this mm-hmm. loss of a family member, this 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 horrible uh, angst that I'm feeling inside, this, this internal unrest. I believe you can calm that storm.
1: Mm-hmm. And he will. He yeah. will. And I appreciate too, Mike, where you're talking about the the fact that the disciples are all in process too. You know that, mm-hmm. you know, like we'll talk about forgiveness in the weeks to come. Maybe even this week is it this week or two weeks? Anyways, yeah, two weeks. we'll talk about it soon. And that's a huge thing. That yes, we can we can do that definitively, but emotionally, that's a long process, you know, and, and it's something we have to continue to go back to not to relive it, but to say, I Nope, I released that, you know, and, and, and it becomes a, a process. And so I really appreciate the disciples, you know, that insight that, man, they're, they're processing just massive things, God and a man, w- what is that? You know? So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah and so like, and I, I love just to nerd out a little bit. Um, I, one of the things I love about this passage is it, it when it talks about the great storm um, and it uses the word mega, which we all get mega, you know? So that's why mega mind that that blue superhero and the Steve Crow. one, I think, um, you know, so, but that, that there was this mega storm. So it's big. We, you know, we don't know how big, but big enough to have a bunch of fishermen fearing that they're going to drown. And then, and then when Jesus rebukes the storm it's a mega calm and the you know, same word for great mega and then it also the disciples at the end they have a mega fear um and so they have this great awe or fear of Jesus but they still also they still don't know what to do with him i mean it still ends with you know um who then is this that even wind and the sea obey him so it's mind blowing what's happening here um but it's uh they're on that process and they've they've at least open opened themselves up to, to see, you know, who this Jesus is. And, you know, that's obviously a pretty dramatic um, revelation of who he is, but they're trying to fit it all together. So, um, and
2: I, and I feel like it's, I mean, for me in my own process and spiritual development, I, you know, when I first came to Christ, I, I just desperately was in search of love and I had a huge void in my life. Um, you know, I had, I contemplated ending my life uh, as a a teenager and thought, man, this is, if life is like this, why live it? And Christ came in and filled a void, but, and I had no idea about any of his humanness or divinity or that I should even follow his word. I just needed to be saved. Mm -hmm. And I was, and it made a difference. And then I just began to learn more and more. And the more I learned, the more I gave over to him. And the more I found peace in him and I'm still in process I'm still growing and learning more and more because you could never exhaust the depth of the greatness and the immensity of all of who Jesus is and I I, I just I, I I get over that you know, I've, I've read God's Word I've studied God's Word I've memorized what God's word I've looked at it in both the Greek and the Hebrew and the Aramaic and I've gone in deep uh, deep dive into this uh, you know having a master of divinity and biblical studies and all kinds of things and I still, that, you know, every time I open the word of God, I feel like, oh, wow. How cool is that? I mean, what a great truth to live by and, uh, and how it, how awesome it is. And, and that's what I love about, you know, and Jesus doesn't like rebuke us. It was arm filled of white. Well, you should have known that by now, you know, and he, he there's, there's, he doesn't come to condemn, yeah. you know, he came to really walk us through life and to really help us be the person we were created to be. And, And when we are going to have to go through storms because they are tests, they, as James says, they produce endurance, they produce this uh, steadfastness that we have to, to strengthen our muscles. It's a workout, you know, these, these, these disciples went through a workout on the Sea of Galilee, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and it showed what they don't have, like you were talking about, uh, Carrie, and the squeezing of the, the toothpaste, and, and now Jesus is going to work on that. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, he's a great mentor. How he does allows that. And I believe that one of the reasons why he could rest so calmly is because he knew who was in charge. Mm. You know, he had a perfect, he had a perfect peace with God, the father. I know that's going to get into all the Trinitarian stuff right now, but just don't, don't go too
0: crazy. (laughs) (laughs) There's a a lot of really cool elements of this passage, right? Like you guys talked about Christ's divinity. Wow. Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Um, submit to his authority whoa like what a what a culmination these chapters three through four have been like okay the jewish leadership have to bow to his superior authoritative knowledge and uh, his family has to deal with that too and even the sabbath doesn't control him but whoa the wind and the wave nature is controlled by this man um Mm -hmm. i might you had mentioned in the study notes about uh colossians chapter one um talks about how christ has this um this this divine nature mm-hmm. um verse 15 through 17 just, there yeah. um yeah. just amazing but then also his humanity that he was resting in the right. boat jesus wasn't right. just awake 24 7 hovering two feet above the ground <laughs> you know? right, right. there's this right. amazing um incarnation happening
2: here that yeah. was just and blowing yeah and i do believe the disciples did answer appropriately they were in awe yeah and, and I think that, you know, we, at times when we're maybe when we're in corporate worship with uh, our fellow believers and a song comes up about the uh, greatness and wonderfulness and the awesomeness and magnitude of God, that we just take a moment and just sit in awe. Mm-hmm. You, know, it, it, you know, just to, and to read the miraculous things that God does, wow, you know, I mean, how incredible is that? I mean, yeah, the, I mean, man. the disciples' eyes just must go, wow, you know, whoa. It's all calm now.
1: Yeah. Crazy. And I think that's, you know, th- that takes slowing down. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, I'm going to, after we shut this down, I'm going to go walk around a lake and then I'm going to sit on the bank of the lake for a while. Cause that's what I really enjoy doing when I'm back home in Washington is a, it, it is, you know, I'm generally on vacation. I'm, I'm not up for vacation this time, but I'm generally up here for vacation. So I do slow down and, you know, whether it's the moss on a rock or Mount Rainier in the background, it's, it's mm. awe inspiring. It may not be nature for you, but it could be the beach, which is also nature, but I mean, it doesn't have to be mountains, um, but to do something to slow down, um, mm. and, and you don't soak in awe when you're scrambling, you, you yeah. just, you're on to the next thing. One more thing, I know we're getting ready to wrap up, but, um, I really appreciate, you know, um, and I I'm probably repeating myself but this whole process thing I think this is really important because I read passages like this and and Jesus is training these guys he's close with these guys and sometimes he's abrupt to our ears you know of this this is and 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 so this was a really helpful thing for me to distinguish between Because if I read this quickly and not carefully, I'm thinking, okay, then when I'm in a storm, I just need to suck it up, right? I just need to tough it out. and, and, And that's not what it is. It's not that they cried out. It's that they they didn't trust God's care for them, you know, date and Peter walking out on water. Yeah. He got rebuked. Why did you, you know, why didn't you, I don't remember exactly how it's phrased, but he's the only one who walked on water. I mean, he's the only one other than Jesus who's done it that any of us know of. So he, he doesn't deserve our scorn. He deserves our respect that he was the guy willing to get out of the boat. And so Mm. I think it's important for us to see these lessons that Jesus is giving, but to, to also look at them carefully of like, he wants us to come to him and he wants us to know he's good. Um, and, and that's the issue is trusting mm-hmm. that he's good in the storm, not coming yeah. to him. Cause that's, yeah. he definitely wants that.
2: Yeah. So, and we see yeah. some of those instances where Jesus speaks into their heart. And, um, and, and some of those things, as, as you read through the gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you walk through these, you see his heart for the disciples. And, uh, and there must've been some very great tenderness, whether it was in the upper room uh, the night before he was betrayed or, um, you know, times uh, walking along the Sea of Galilee, times uh, when he ascended, uh, times interacting specifically with Peter, we see some of those. Uh, But, you know, there was great moments where Jesus expressed great love and they got it. And man, how awesome that would have been.
1: No, no, that, yeah absolutely and what a gift for us to look in on it and yep. you know the, the words beautiful and and, and, he,
2: and jesus deals with that in the same way he lovingly mm-hmm. takes us through he's a good coach
1: mm-hmm. he's
2: a great mentor mm-hmm. and he's and he's not going to uh um he's not going to pull back the hard stuff because that's how we grow that's how we're stretched right but he is going to lovingly take us through and sometimes he needs to say hey come on mm-hmm. where's your mm-hmm.
0: faith yeah, like um, like we mentioned on the on Sunday, extra passages too, like James chapter one, yeah. verses two through four. Encounter all joy, brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and the full effect of that is to be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And so God's going to use those these storms and the, the difficulties to to coach us and train us into into places of greater connection with Him, greater
2: effectiveness for the kingdom, and yeah. And I think, I think that, that, you know, the important part for us, I mean, it's all, a lot of us is great. The important part is to keep ourselves being reminded of the, of the great power of Christ. He still mm. is the most powerful out there. There's not a single power greater than him. Yeah. Mm. He can calm any storm. Yep. Amen.
0: Yeah. So Justin, I hope you enjoy your walk by the lake um thank you i hope you can see the mountain from there oh wait it's it's not la so there's probably not smog right there's
1: there's generally clouds but there's not today i've already seen go go it's fantastic today shoot shoot us a picture okay i'll do that you guys can post it in the show notes yeah there you go that would be awesome
0: (laughs) (laughs) awesome every once in a while when it clears up down here like once a year i'm reminded that there are mountains down here too but yeah i can't always see them yeah Yeah. I'll just go to the beach.
1: Yeah. No, there's actually a saying here is the mountains out because there's a day without clouds is is not common necessarily. So yeah.
0: nice. Nice. Well, awesome. It's been great chatting with you guys again. It's been great just pouring into God's word again. And, and for you guys listening here, I just encourage you be thinking about what are the storms that might be raging in your life now and how can you find peace in knowing that the Lord, Jesus, controls all of nature, and that he's with you too. And you can bring you hope and healing in those times. If, if you've enjoyed this episode, we'd love if you'd share it with a friend, let someone know if they can be blessed by it as well. Um, keep reviving your soul too by subscribing to these Neighborhood Church Podcasts on iTunes, wherever you find your podcasts. To learn more about all the topics we've covered today, check out neighborhoodchurch.com slash revive. And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at our Neighborhood Church of Cypress and Neighborhood Church of Los Alamitos YouTube channels. If you have any questions, you can write me, Carrie K-E-R-O-Y, at neighborhoodchurch.com. And I hope you can join us next time. Until then, we pray that God revives your
2: soul.